This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio with guest host Jane Brown. Libby returns on Monday, although she and I did record a couple of segments for tonight's physically distanced New Year's Eve special here on Zoomer Radio. So I hope you will tune in for that. Also, please join me tomorrow for a special Free For All Friday 2020 show. It is a look back at the year of the pandemic with the best calls to fight back over the course of 2020. You might even hear yourself on on the show. That is tomorrow between 12 and 1, right after the noon news here on Zoomer Radio. Well, as we get set to begin a new year, a recent poll suggests the COVID-19 pandemic has made a slim majority of Canadians feel more grateful for what they have. The survey by Leger and the Association for Canadian Studies also finds more Zoomers than young people reported appreciating what they have now than before COVID-19. Joining me to discuss, President of the Association for Canadian Studies, Jack Jedwab, and Dr. Steve Jurdens, Professor of Psychology at U of T Scarborough. Gentlemen, hello. Hello, Jane. Great to be with you. You too. Hello, Jane. Jack, tell us more about your findings. Very interesting. Well, essentially, uh, in our end-of-the-year survey, and we've been doing 40-plus weeks of surveying since the outset of the contagion, uh, we asked uh, several questions, uh, one pertaining to New Year's resolutions that uh, people had for the uh, year 2021, and another about positive impacts uh, out of the experience of COVID-19. We know that, by and large, uh, most people uh, feel that COVID-19 has been a terrible thing, and in previous polling, uh, they've indicated that 2020 is the worst year of their lives to date. That was expressed by half of the people that we'd surveyed a few months ago. Uh, but some people, despite all the negativity, uh, are able to identify some things or lessons that, that may be positive going forward. And one of them was feeling more grateful about what we have. So that was uh, what 56% of Canadians in this sort of open-ended question about positive impacts uh, had given us a response. Jack, did they provide what it is that uh, has made them more grateful? No, we could probe into that further going forward. And, you know, there may be some other aspects of the survey that can give us a better idea of what their thinking is. Uh, but uh, it was an open-ended question, so they provided other answers as well, like uh, spending more quality time with your immediate family was something that 40% of people identified as a positive outcome. Some people talked about uh, paying off their debts or saving money, although we know that, by and large, the, the economic effects of the uh, crisis have been quite severe for a significant segment of the population. Uh, some people talked about having more free time, doing less commuting. Uh, so they gave a variety of answers, but the number one answer they gave was feeling more grateful for what they had. Dr. Jordans, um, may I call you Steve? Yeah, absolutely. Please do. <laughs> how do you know, um, how do you know when you're feeling grateful? Is it a sudden realization? Is it an, uh, an overall cumulative feeling over a period of time? 
Well, I mean, it often it often is accompanied by a, a more reflectful mind state overall, which is what I think the COVID virus has kind of kicked many of us into. And, you know, just as one example, with the extra time we have, my wife and dog and I have quite regularly walked along the beach of, of the lakeshore. And during that time, we do kind of just step back and, you know, we'll sit down for a little while and just kind of enjoy the dog and enjoy our time together. And I think, you know, that sort of mindset of stepping out of the day-to-day rituals and, and COVID just kind of blew away our day-to-day rituals you know, makes us a little more reflective, makes us think about what is valuable to us and what isn't. And yeah, I think that's the potentially the great silver lining is this us coming out of this with an attitude of, well, we're not necessarily wanting to go back to pre-COVID. You know, maybe we want to go to a place that, that's different in some way and, and better in some way. Uh, Jack, uh, just delving into your survey here a little bit more, you note that younger respondents more often cited being thankful for spending more quality time with immediate family. Uh, is Do you have a reading on that as, at all? Well, I would suggest that that's attributable to their opportunity to do so, right? Because our uh, uh, older respondents, 65 plus, are less inclined to say that that was one of the things that they valued about the experience because they hadn't haven't had I would suggest the same type of opportunity to spend more quality time. Uh, for example, if we're going to talk about things personal, uh, as, as Steve did, uh, my uh, in-laws who live uh, about seven blocks from here, the only opportunities I've had to see them because they're in those upper age cohorts is from the backyard of the building they're in uh, at a distance. So they haven't had the quality time to spend with their immediate family, but uh, those younger uh, persons in the survey suggest they have. So, and on the feeling grateful issue, the younger, uh, survey respondents, the 18 to 24, 41% gave that as a response compared to people, uh, over 55, where upwards of 60% gave that response. So again, we're seeing those differences. Uh, and I think they're well reflected in what Steve, if I may call him that too, had to say <laughs> earlier about taking a, 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 a different view of things. And, 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 and drawing lessons out of this experience as we go forward. Well, what I've heard a lot from older listeners uh, through all of this is, listen, you know, I remember being a child and my dad being at war and the sacrifices my mother had to make. And, you know, when they think about sacrifice, staying at home, uh, it doesn't really fall into that category because they've lived a life which has actually required them to make sacrifices. Yeah, I mean, given we're in a country of immigrants, you know, most of us have uh, stories that are just a generation or two. So so my parents were children in Nazi-occupied Holland. You know, most of us have a reason that's just several generations back when, when some members of our family went through some really, really major trauma, you know, enough to upend their life and, and come to our country. Uh, and so from those perspectives, I think we can learn a lot from those perspectives. Um, a lot of these people do come and, and have a value for things that were, you know, rare or difficult during the time of trauma. Uh, and yeah, we, we just, you know, only look back a generation or two and we can put our own situation in perspective, I think, and, and realize that the great beauty of, the, of the, the big silver lining we have is that there's a great chance that within a year from now, things will be relatively back to normal. And, and they couldn't say that, you know, if you were living in Nazi-occupied Holland, for example. Um, you know, we just have to do the right things for the right amount of time, and we have lots of reason to hope and lots of reason to, to see a, 
uh, a bright day ahead. Steve, what uh, what helps me? Uh, my children are adults and uh, are working and uh, are healthy. And I keep I remind myself if I'm having a down day that they haven't been sent off to war where I wouldn't have heard from them for sometimes weeks at a time. If you think about World War Two, they're OK, you know, and we can connect in so many different ways as a result of technology. Yeah, you know, absolutely. And, and that's, that's nice. I think we're also learning the value of, and I always like to say this on radio shows, the value of the human voice. I think people are rediscovering telephones a little bit. Uh, and I would highly encourage that for people to reach out and, you know, do, do this in a more mindful way of saying, okay, I'm going to connect with some people and I'm going to give them a call. Uh, because the human voice, especially in this form, has the words, but it also has all those nonverbals. And the nonverbals are where we tell each other, you know, I hear you, I, I get it, I've been in that situation. Um, the simple grunts and, and things that we utter, uh, and they're very powerful. And so I think it's a great thing. In fact, for those people with children, I would say, if you know anybody that may be a little isolated at this point, consider adopting a person or two with your family and, and making a pledge that you're going to call that person on a regular basis. It'll be great for that person but it'll also be very empowering for, for the child. Uh, they'll feel like they're doing something, and especially if there is that gratitude reflected, if they hear from that person, you know, this is really nice, I really appreciate that, then there's this circle of, of positive emotions that happens there that, that's good for all involved. Um, you know, Steve, I was thinking about feelings of regret. You know, people have a little bit more time to think these days. Uh, they're more stay in place, uh, which sometimes gets the mind roaming uh, um, in terms of dealing with those kinds of thoughts uh, and helping yourself move forward, is, uh, what would you advise? Yeah, I mean, I think I'll take this at a sort of more general level that one of the potential silver linings in this is the opportunity we all have to now um, understand our ability to kind of control our own mental health, really, that with a little bit of learning, I, I sometimes say we think of our minds kind of like it's a, a TV, but it's a TV that we're always watching, and it's just sort of changing channels on us, and sometimes we don't realize that we have the opportunity to actually reach out and change the channel on our mind as well, that through activities we do, we can create certain mindsets, sets, so you know, I have a course about managing anxiety, a free course on Coursera, uh, and, and I describe things like finding those activities in, in your day that give you happiness or even escape from COVID and using them like medicine, starting to very mindfully say, I'm going to spend a certain amount of time every day with my guitar, and I'm going to do that because I know that brings my mind somewhere else. Um, and so I'm going to schedule that. And so if we start to learn that our interactions, the things we choose to do, affect our, our mental states... Uh, and this is a time when we've got a lot of chance to practice that, then we can learn to control and, you know, take what we can from the, from the um, things like regret, those negative mental states. There's lessons in all of those, and we want to learn those lessons. But we don't want to let those lessons weigh us down. We want to be able to think about them and, and then kind of take what we can learn forward. Uh, and, and I think that's a, a thing I would love it if people could learn during the COVID uh, situation. Jack, um, apart from this particular survey, uh, as you mentioned, you've done 40 of these polls through the pandemic. What uh, What is your takeaway from the Canadian mindset after all of this polling and questioning of people? Well, there are a number of takeaways, and we focused on a whole range of issues, uh, but sort of staying with this issue about uh, the extent to which people feel grateful about things. I think there's uh, an opportunity for us going forward to try to be more empathetic and try to put ourselves in the place of many other people. Uh, we are 
collectively uh, going through a very challenging period. Many people are suffering uh, economically and there's high rates of anxiety, which we're seeing from week to week in our surveys. Uh, but there's still a good degree of optimism. We did a, a survey two weeks ago that found that about 80% of Canadians are optimistic about uh, the future, uh, in large part because of the news around the vaccine. Yes. Uh, most of them are cautiously optimistic, or what, they, what we say in the survey is somewhat optimistic. And it's important, I think, to maintain that optimism despite this crisis, you know, in order for us to have a positive mindset uh, as we go forward and work our way through this. And uh, I think it's important to urge people to take the vaccine. And I've, I've been devoting a lot of time and writing to that objective and uh, would encourage all of us uh, to tell our family members and friends who may have some hesitancy or, or concern or misgivings about taking the vaccine that that at, the, at this particular juncture seems to be the way forward and the way through this, this very challenging time. Steve, how important is that, that finish line of getting the vaccine? Yeah, well, I, I think it's it's very, very important. I, I do think the psychology is on our side here that so many of us do want to get the vaccine. And for, for people who have, you know, health issues, it's it's a priority. So if, if some of the more cautious people want to hold back a little bit, maybe that's not such a horrible thing. I think as as they see the mood of the of the situation um, and kind of feel that this is the way forward, I think that'll just kind of happen and, and they will follow along as well. And, and yes, that is, you know, that is our great hope. And sort of for our mental state, I think that's something we can hope for. Like we can start thinking about next Christmas and how great it's going to be. Yes, and, and yes. you know, those sort of things are, are very important for us now, I think. And uh, you mentioned about um, having time with your wife and your dog and long walks and that kind of thing. Um, you know, that's the stuff that money can't buy. Uh, right. And I would that's what you're grateful for, I guess, right? Well, I, I mean, I think that the, the tragedy of COVID, but also the learning thing is it hit us where it hurts us most, that when we're under threat, we turn to our social connections and it made it very difficult for us to get that hug that we all needed, which has made us really, I think, understand that we are at our core social creatures, that when we are in need, we need these social connections to, to kind of make us feel uh, still in control. Uh, and so I think that's the lesson we're all going to walk out of this is how important our family and close friends, you know, not your Facebook friends, but but your real friends, uh, we have an appreciation for them. And I really hope we do carry that forward with empathy, as, as Jack's describing, and things like that as well. Jack, what about you? What, what are you grateful for? I'm grateful that my kids are in good health and yeah. my wife is in good health. And uh, we're all able to, you know, uh, manage our way through this uh, period. And uh, we want for nothing. We're in a very fortunate position for that reason. Uh, you know, I take to heart what Steve said earlier. If we can help other people, given that we're safe and uh, and we're we basically are fortunate to not be able to be in a situation where we need things and so material otherwise, that we should extend our hand and, and reach out to as many people as we can, whether it's through video conferencing platforms like Zoom or others, or or just hearing people's voices. Uh, I think there's a lot of reason to be grateful when you're in that situation. And my mom was in a senior care facility. Uh, where a lot of people got COVID, she didn't get it, and she's fine. Uh, she oh, has serious dementia, unfortunately, but you know she's she's alive, and I'm looking forward to seeing her again because I've missed that opportunity over the past few months. We will leave it there. Thank you both. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you, Joe. Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year, Steve. Happy New Year, Jack. <laughs> President of the Association for Canadian Studies, Jack Jedwab, and Dr. Steve Jordans, Professor of Psychology at U of T Scarborough. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. 
You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.